0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our little green pasture. It's so good to be back again. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have so much to be thankful for. No matter what's going on in this world, we have a God, a true and living God, who is passed higher than the heavens, raised and seated at the right hand of God. He's upholding all things by the word of his power. Amen. And this is true. These are true and faithful words praise the lord so uh before i get started i'm going to honor the lord with this prayer because this is his these are everything here is about him and well it makes sense to pray first amen i'm still getting better you could tell i might seem a little sick still so you know it is when you don't feel too good you get some things kind of fuzzy. But anyways, let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you so much that no matter how I am feeling, no matter what is going on in this world, you are always the same. There is no shadow of your turning. It says in your word, Jesus Christ, the same today, yesterday, and forever. So what difference does it make? What does it mean that Lord, any of us has to sound perfect or or try to be perfect when Lord you are the holy and perfect one. I thank you for my infirmities and my flaws because then your beauty is made manifest in me. So Jesus today, I pray that you will speak through me to help me to get out all the words, Lord God, that I was hearing so fruitfully in my heart, Lord Jesus, that I know was speaking to me personally. And like, I always tell you, Lord, if it doesn't move me, Then, Lord, how do I know it's from you? Lord, let your words, Lord God. Be in the ears of the people that sound so sweet and give them strength and power and understanding, Lord, and make them strong in Christ. Now I commit all to you as I yield myself unto you completely, Lord, to have your way with to the glory and merit An imprint of your name in Jesus name Amen so I'm gonna get going praise the Lord so as all of us are aware right now there's so many things going on in the world Uh, I'm not here to talk about every single one of them Um, one of them is you know I've been watching about what's going on in the Middle East and the overthrow of Baghdad and things that are heating up on the borders of Israel, and of course these horrific floods that are happening in Pakistan. And you know you know when something is just so catastrophic, you would think it would be easy to pray, right? Like, Lord, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna pray, but there, it's something so large that we don't just want, I don't know about you, I'll speak for myself, it doesn't feel right for me, there's something that needs to be more. And like Lord help the people Lord have mercy on the people and I think Joan is not Jesus Christ a merciful one it's like asking the Sun to shine or adding white to a rose or a lily and I feel this disconnect of myself and God and you know, it's one thing to pray for those that we love and people, even those that we we don't even know if we know that someone's sick or hurting or in trouble And someone says, please pray for my son. Please pray for my neighbor. Please pray for me. It doesn't matter that we don't know them. It matters that Christ knows them. It matters that we believe in the word of God, that we believe that he will answer us. And I'm not a name it and claim it. I'm not one of those. I see God is absolute sovereign. He has his own will. And he says in the word that he that is in the heavens doeth whatsoever he will or hath done whatsoever he hath pleased, but there's other scriptures that say he does what he will. And so uh, we leave him alone. He makes the decisions, but prayer is powerful. It is so potent and none of us are ever going to grasp it. But those of us who are experienced a little bit longer al- along the way in prayer, we're always going to find ourselves coming across something so huge like i understand 33 million people are displaced over a thousand people are dead um tens of thousands of animals are dead uh people are in water they're sick i mean we're talking about old and young infirmed and i felt like in the last couple of days i was like joan what's wrong with you pray and as i began to pray i just feel like I pow i hit a wall something just comes short so this morning I said, I am going to pray for the people of Pakistan. And then it happened again. And, you know, I began, Lord, look at these people. I know you see these people. I know, Lord Jesus, you have mercy for them. I know that you do. And I'm, I am going to pray that you pour out your mercy. And I am going to pray these things. But there was something in me that just felt so carnal. And I go, there it is again, I said to myself. Well, I, I still believe anything we pray, as long as we prayed in the name of Jesus Christ, we have to understand it's not the formulation of our words that has to sound right. It doesn't even have to sound right to ourselves. but God knows the intent. The Holy Spirit takes what we're saying and he takes it to, to, you know, the Godhead. He's part of the Godhead. He knows what we mean and he knows it's too big for us. And so I started to think about different words where you know we I, we read in Jeremiah where God asks the question, "Is anything too hard for me?" And later on in that chapter, in that chapter which is thirty-two, He says, "There's nothing too hard for me." He another place He says, "I'm the God of all flesh." Another place He says, "The earth is the, says that uh, David writes, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof,' and God has an all-power claim, being that Jesus Christ, like it says in Colossians chapter. Uh One it says that by him were all things created, and by him do all things consist. I know there's more to that scripture, and so we have these all power claims of creation, and you know, yes, the whole world lieth under the power of Satan, but Satan's totally controlled by Jesus Christ, he's on the loose, and he's doing his thing, but his time is coming short; he's not going to rule on this earth forever. And basically he's a felon out on parole and he knows his day is coming. So what am I getting at? I'm getting at something um, that I didn't expect as I was reading in the word and I was going over these things because um, I've always been a person who has prayed to God and everything I've ever learned about God or was and went through in life with God and God with me was through the worst times of my life. I didn't know the Lord. Like I did when I was uh, suffering and in great loss and moving all around and uh, newly widowed and not knowing what was going to happen to me. And it was a complete and total walk on the water, which I believe a true Christian's life is always a walk on the water. But I can tell you, I have experienced the right hand of his righteousness. I have experienced uh, seeing a scripture that that divine ex- power of the spirit just being delivered into my heart and knowing that word was just for me, you know. And all those scriptures I can look back on where I stood on even while I was trembling, God honored. So I have experienced through prayer that prayer is not hanging on God. It's not all these things, and that's our humanity of hung on God. But what I'm saying to you is when we see things that are too big for us and we can't handle um, and we go to God and we feel I don't even have words. Uh, Jeremiah didn't have words either when he was in the dungeon as we read in um, uh, the book of Lamentations, I believe is chapter four. Um, I don't have the exact verse before me, but he said "Um, out of the low dungeon, I cried. I cried unto thee, O God hold not thy voice at my crying at my uh crying neither at my tears and then it goes on to say therefore the lord heard me and then he goes on to say how the lord delivered him um obviously that was a very low point in jeremiah's life and we have a lot of low points in our life and i'm thinking about all the people you know and all these things too that we're hearing in the united states you know millions of people have not, you know, because of the pandemic and losing jobs and just going through heavy losses. Um, there are uh, tens of millions of people who have not paid their elect- their utility bills. Um, they're expecting to have no power. We're looking at Europe, they're, they're saying, oh, uh, okay, so we've gone up a thousand percent in utility costs and winter is coming. Uh, the French Prime Minister Macron has said, um, just letting you guys know, uh, Be thankful for the good that you guys had in the last years because what we're heading into, um, well, you're going to, it's going to be rough. And so we're just seeing lives of so many people around us and our our people close to us and just even out in the world. um, People are getting, people are afraid, they don't know what's going to happen. But Jesus knows what's going to happen. And those of us who read our Bibles know what's going to happen. Do we know every detail? No, God's not going to tell us every detail. But do we really need to know every detail? Now, today, when I was reading in my de- my devotions, I came across Habakkuk. I was in Habakkuk. And in verse uh, 1 and 2, um, that's all I'm going to read. And then I'm going to go into John 3, it says, The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see O oh Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear? Even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save? Why dost thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me, and there are that raise up strife and contention. You know, um, he says in verse 13 thou art of pure eyes and to behold evil and can't look upon iniquity and this is the very human thing all of us do you know i don't care how long you've been a christian and i say that respectfully and that kind of comes out kind of rough and i don't mean it to. um so i respectfully say it it doesn't really matter how long you've been a christian because i've known people who have been in christ even longer than me that are in their 60 years and 60 years plus in Jesus Christ, and something terrible comes their way, and it's like they fold like an accordion. You know, we're always must be leaning on the arm of strength. God is not gonna get mad at us because we're slipping and maybe we're struggling. That's the human experience. So today, after I read Habakkuk, I was in John. And so I was reading the book of John chapter three, and I came across John 3, 33. John says, he that hath received his testimony hath set to his seal that God is true. And you know, that story spoke to me because, you know, I you know have this cross, cross-referencing mind and I can think of all these scriptures that talk about something being sealed. And so do you, you know, you're probably thinking of many verses that talk about things God seals and that something is sealed if something is sealed, that means it's done. You know, you think of like the rubber ink stamp. You think about those legal seals, you know, those paper presses where you have the official embossed pressed seal. You can't undo it. It's indelible ink. Um, and that's those seals are not retractable. But I said to myself, I saw that and I said, He that has received his testimony has set to his seal, God is true. And I really thought about how personal that is and that John meant it to be personal to you and to me. That you have a seal. That you received and believed the testimony of Jesus Christ. You know, earlier Andrew and John had just passed from the forerunner John the Baptist. And then they came across the great teacher, Jesus Christ, and they heard his words. In that divine way, it entered into their spirits. They had just come from a very short meeting with him. And then they went and they told Nathaniel, we have found the Messiah. So they received the witness. And as they heard it, they too became his witnesses see when when you believe upon something and receive it um you're hearing something with your own ears you're seeing something with your own eyes not through the eyes of your neighbor not through the eyes of the person next to you and not through the um seeing something somebody else told you they saw you know you hear the scripture sirs we would see jesus Or the men of Samaria, the Samaritans who said, Now we believe not for the saying of the woman, for we have heard him ourselves and believe and know for ourselves that he is indeed the Messiah, the Savior of the world. So just as a man sets his private seal, here probably the common eastern stamp that affixed the name is thought of and by it attest the truth of a document so they attested in the power which that witness had over their lives and their recognition of it as the truth so when it says he hath set to a seal the seal in this context is an instrument to make sure to acknowledge it as yours to acknowledge it as theirs and to pledge your veracity, and that word means accuracy and truth, that it is true and binding, as when a man seals a bond, a deed, or a will. And what I want to take it further to is in is that you're believing a doctrine. You're believing something in your heart. You see, it's not, see, the mind isn't spiritual. The mind is intellect that's why there's all these false doctrines you can believe anything that can sound good because all false doctrines uh, piggyback on the truth of the gospel the truth of the whole written Word of God Old and New Testament and they form another doctrine they have another Jesus and there's another spirit but see it is in the heart here that's what is being expressed And so believing, so receiving Christ, and I want to read that scripture again up here. He that received his testimony hath set to his seal that God is true. And when you, in this this cognitive arrangement and this order, it's not an intellectual assent that you believe, that they believed. They only had a short visit with Jesus and it was enough because the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ was sealed. He had the Holy Spirit. He's the son of God. So obviously the words that he was speaking to Peter, um, to, you know, to the two, I'm sorry, remember I'm still, (laughs) um, it went into their heart and the Holy Spirit bore witness to them and so therefore in the heart it's in the heart that this sealing that you seal to your own testimony the testimony of christ that god is true and by sealing it or by believing it we express with firm conviction that it is true and that god who has spoken it is true so We vouch for the very truth and accuracy of God and assume our own the proposition that it is the truth of God. God is true and he is faithful. and We know that. And if you are a new believer, just continue to listen because these words are going to go with you for the rest of your life. So we attest We set to our seal, I have set to my own seal that God is true and that He is the author of the system of His doctrine and that He will fulfill every word, all all that He's promised. There's five things I want to say. I made a little note about it. It says that to be a true believer, number one, that to be a true believer is something more than to hold a mere speculative belief of the truth. Remember, intellect. Because you can be, you could say you're a Christian and you could remember the words, but you will have never set to your own seal because you have received and believed it in your heart to where you ascribe uh, uh, your own name to it, your own name. It says, number two, that to be a believer is to pledge ourselves for the truth and to seal it as our own to adopt it, to choose it and solemnly assent to it. As a man does in regard to an instrument of writing that's to convey his property or that is to dispose it when he dies. Three, every Christian is a witness for God and it is his business, our business to show by our life that we believe that God is true, not just to his promises, but also his threatenings. You know, in Isaiah 43, 10 it says, Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am He. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. For it is a solemn act to become a Christian. It is a surrender of all that you are to God, giving away body, soul, and spirit to him, and with the belief that he is true and alone is able to save. And five. The man that does not do this, the person who does not do this, that is not willing to pledge his belief that God is true, sets to his own seal that God is a liar and unworthy of his confidence. You know, it says in 1 John 5.10, he that believeth on the son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave his son. So when a person refuses to receive and believe every word of God as accurate and true and infallible will not and will not set him as a seal upon their heart, they set to their own seal that he's a liar. You know, I know I can hear some of you may saying, yeah, but that depends on what Bible you're reading. Look, you know what? I'm not going to talk to you guys today about what I believe is the true. Um, I believe that King James Bible is the truest translation that you can have. Um, but that's not what this is about today. Okay. There's a lot of people that are in heaven today that, that never had a Bible, but they set to their own seal, their own seal that God is true. You know, um, you know, you know, Let me just pause right here. You know, when I I was looking at this, I said to myself, doesn't it make you a different kind of a Christian? I mean, I've, I've read enough for you right now in my little notes, and I don't want to stay on my notes. But isn't it totally true? Isn't it totally true when you really think about it, that when you set your name, Upon something, doesn't it take on a different power because you're putting your name on something and you are staking all that you are spirit, soul, and body reputation who you are on that belief that you've received it as accurate and true? And you stand avouching that every word of God is true. We know that that's even a scripture, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Look at when I think about um uh you know, we, we look at like maybe, you know, the people like the martyrs, and definitely they set to their seal. I'm sorry, my sleeve is getting caught on that. Um, they they set to their seal that God is true. It it marked the end of it. You know, I think of that scripture in Song of Solomon, set me as a seal upon thine heart. A seal. Um, And there goes, there's more to that. It talks about a seal. Set me a seal upon thine heart. Set me a seal upon thine arm. His love more strong than death. Doesn't, I, I believe this. You know, we look at Paul the Apostle and we go, well, you know, Paul the Apostle, definitely he was, he received the mysteries of Jesus Christ and he was, who he was we can read all about him we go there's no one like him and it's true he received something only he could receive for the purpose of god and that is still a powerful um i mean his life just studying paul's life and looking how we live i mean we look at that and we go how can anybody be like paul and i think i don't think anybody can be like paul uh unless they received exactly what paul received and nobody else received what paul received and that was you know, the doctrine to be given out to the Gentiles. And so he was thrashed a whole lot more by the wicked one. The more you're given from the Lord, the more you're going to be coming under great attack from the enemy. It's just the way it is. I believe that's why God does not give a whole lot to people because he understands that they are not going to be able to take the kind of punishment or maybe not. I don't want to say punishment attacks that the wicked one will give now i'm not saying i'm that one but i believe that is the reason why god you know there's a lot of people you know there's a scripture in jeremiah where jeremiah says to Baruch, seekest thou great things for thyself baruch seek them not so so many people they try to seek these things for themselves in terms of having a big ministry or a big this or we want to be noticed we want to be on you know the religious front street of the world, and God never called them to any of those things. And many of those people last for five minutes in the arena and they get destroyed by the enemy and get chased out. So we have to be careful. Everybody should be careful. Again, I'm not going to keep going over it again, but that's what I believe. I believe that's the reason why God doesn't call a whole lot of people to do a lot bigger things because it's a whole different dimension and He doesn't want them there. It's not that. One's better, one less. He chooses whom he will. Blessed is a man whom God chooses, right? He chooses them for this. He chooses them for that. But we're all chosen to be people that, again, I'm going to go back to John three thirty three, that we are people that have received as te- testimony and said to our seal that God is true. So, you know, I even think of the throne of God. It says in Second Timothy two nineteen. The throne of God standeth sure upon this foundation, having this seal. The Lord God knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that name it, the name of Jesus Christ uh, flee from iniquity, get away from it. You know, people that really stand strong in the Lord, they stand strong like Paul the Apostle. They stand strong like him because I believe that he himself set to his own seal that god is true that's why he was able to stand before kings like jesus told him he would he was able to stand before the people he was able to stand before the gentiles that's why david set to his own seal that god was true and we're looking at humanity you know everybody thinks you know we think about noah and moses we think about all you know all these different people i mean we can name them there's so many of you that know the bible so well we can go well you know, well, you know, look at David, he committed adultery, and and then he murdered, and then look at um, Noah, he got drunk, look at this, look at that, and everything, it's like, yeah, you know why, because we're human, you know, and I want to say this, and maybe somebody needs to hear it, you know, um, many of you feel like you can't set to your seal that God is true, because you feel like you're not worthy to do that, like you've done, you've been maybe super sinful in your life, and there's people out there who say, that maybe they recognize you wherever you go and they won't believe your testimony that you have set to your sea, to your own seal that God is true but don't you ever let anybody do that to you um Saul of Tarsus was the worst of the worst I mean he was out taking people to prison men and women consenting to their death and he became one of the greatest that we will ever know in the Bible among so many the great Paul apostle our brother in Christ and you know in 2nd Corinthians chapter 11 I saw these two things that he said verse 9 and when I was present with you and wanted I was chargeable to no man for that which was lacking to me the brethren which came from Macedonia supplied I'm going to uh, not read that whole thing Um, and then in verse 10 he says as the truth of Christ is in me no man shall stop me of this boasting and he spoke in another place where he said no one's going to stop me of this confident boasting of Christ you see that confident boasting isn't because he was prideful that confident boasting is because he has set to his own seal that God is true and so a power comes in in your walk it makes you able when everybody leaves you or laughs or mocks at you or trials, terrible things you're facing. You can say nothing's going to know man and nothing is going to stop me from this confident boasting that I have in Christ. For I have set to my seal that everything God says is true. I have set to my own seal that when Jesus says that he saved, that it says of Jesus, he will save to the uttermost then I'm going to have confident boasting that I'm going to believe him. Because, you know, again, look at your name. Are you just going to sign your name to any legal document? No way. No way. I mean, it is a big deal. It's pretty heavy when you think about signing your own name, connecting your own name, making your name connected to a, I guess, a truth. Um, a business proposition, Something I'm speaking earthly. When you said to your seal that God is true, um, that you're vouching for every word that God says, that means you're gonna live that out in the life of everybody's life. So, I mean, if somebody came to me and said, Joni, um, um, and even if I knew them really well, um or whatever and they said would you sign your name here and will you take some legal responsibility with this i'd most likely say i'm not comfortable with that because i don't know that i could really i'm not in it in my heart my heart is not in that i don't want to be responsible for that you see you set to your seal that god is true he's faithful and fulfilling All the promises he's made concerning his coming, um, his care, his redeeming, his salvation, his comforting, his grace, his mercy. You firmly believe that God is true to every word of his and will make every promise. He'll make good somehow or another. He'll make good. And you seal, ratify and confirm by your embracing the testimony of Christ that God is faithful. So back to the people, so what about the people in Pakistan? I said to myself, you know what Jesus, I mean that just built me up in my spirit and I said, you know what? I felt the Holy Spirit saying to me, you see your problem with praying this morning, he spoke to me, is because you took your eyes off of the Lord and you were looking at yourself as if you had any power at all to say that you had to say something or be you know say it right to the Lord or try to uh pray for something that's so great when all your eyes have to be cast upon him who you attest to and avouch to and ratify and set to your own seal that God is true, and when you do that, that means he is evermore God, and you're never going to know all of his ways and he has absolute control over everything even if you don't understand it and he sees everything that's happening with them and he loves them I don't understand things you don't understand things all of us are not going to have answers but God is the answer Jesus Christ has the answer and I will I don't want to use a word but I will guarantee that when we're in heaven one day and we talk to those people that died in those floods many of them are christians there's millions of beautiful christians that died and the islamic people god loves those people too but the ones that went to heaven will be able to say they'll say there's going to be stories we didn't hear miracles that we never heard about or understood during this time miraculous interventions that are not privy to us Because little people are praying, standing in waist-high water, crying upon the name of the Lord, and the name of the Lord is powerful. The name of the Lord is powerful. And he loves them more than we can ever love them. And their lives are in his hands. And he cares about them more than we can. And how he chooses to help and do, and I know they're getting help from you know other countries and money being sent all these things but he you know he has his way and we will hear those stories and maybe we'll hear them even in our lifetime where people will talk about a miracle miracles that god did or people that were in stuck in the impossible because god is the god of the impossible and aren't you glad aren't you glad that you that he is past finding out he's unsearchable and past finding out you know why because of his government and peace there's no end and there's things about him that he stands so far off from us and so magnificent and so powerful that all of humanity would stop breathing and stop and stand or whatever it is, go into shock if they saw him. Yes, you make sure to set to your seal that every word that God has spoken in his word is true. And you'll watch a strength and a power come into you in believing because you have received everything as true and you are staking your entire eternal life on it. Even if you stand alone, I rather stand alone and on the side of Jesus Christ and say, Lord, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Lord, you said, For who has first given unto me that I should repay him? For everything under the whole heaven is mine. Top that. I mean, there's things so much that we don't even know about him. And so, yes, pray. And even if it's a little prayer, It's not really little because you have set to your seal that God is true. So you make sure if you have not set uh, the testimony that you believed and received of Jesus Christ, that you have not set it firm in your heart as your own seal, then it's time to think about what you really believe and who you really believe in. So let's stand on the believing side of Jesus Christ. And get a hold of our will. Will is king. Your will. Controls your whole man. And by your own will. Look to the Lord. He didn't just come and give us a a salvation. So we sit in the building on Sundays. And that we dwell in our own little encapsulized religious experience. Seek more. Seek to be like what Amy Carmichael called a mountaineer of God who goes up to the top of the mountains with the invisible companion. Don't seek to just stay in one spot. Go for everything that's great. Go for everything that's great in God. Grab a hold of his hem of his garment and say, I believe you that you are the Lord and that you are doing great and awesome things for all the people that you love because you are faithful and your name is a powerful name and your love is an everlasting love and it endures forever so you make sure to set to your own seal your own seal forever that God is true amen